We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Tonight's episode, we're going to do an NBA draft Q&A and special guest joining us tonight. He was a former NBA agent. Now on the other side of the table, he um, is the founder of Babcock Hoops and is an NBA draft analysis for Babcock Hoops. Matt Babcock joining us. Matt, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing well, CP. How you doing? Good, man. Thank, thanks again for joining us. We, we had Jason Filippi on earlier this year from Babcock Hoops. Uh, I definitely respect uh, what you guys bring to the table as far as your NBA draft coverage. So thanks for giving us some time. No, thank you. And I appreciate you saying that. And uh, Jason really knows what's going on. He's a ton of experience, especially with international players. But uh, again, thank, thanks again for having me and thanks for the kind words. Absolutely, man. So let's kick it off. Today, Babcock Hoops have released another edition of their mock draft. And at number eight, you guys have the Knicks picking Isaac Okoro, the wing out of Auburn. Um, tell me about Okoro. What do you like about him as a prospect? You know, overall, he's probably the best athlete in the draft. You know, I mean, he's 6'6", 225. I mean, he really looks like a football player. Uh, jumps out of the gym. Just overall, great, great athlete and, uh, you know, can defend everybody. I mean, I think he can defend one through four. You know, in some cases, the five. Obviously, we saw the, the Rockets playing P.J. Tucker's as a, as a five. Uh, but, yeah, just great athlete, good kid. Uh, offensively, I think his game is somewhat simple. But, uh, you know, at that stage in the draft, you know, I think he'd be too good to pass up. I, I've got the first six guys kind of their own, own tier. So the Knicks are right after that tier. And uh, I, I think they need talent. So they need, they need to probably go with the best player available. And for me, uh, with this simulated mock draft, Okoro is that guy. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you on the best player available. I, I think my take is, you know, go with the player with the highest ceiling. I think my major concern, and I think this is a concern of a lot of Knicks fans, is the shooting. You know, the shooting mm -hmm. deficiency, the free throws as well. You know, we went through that this year with, with R.J. Barrett. We have a lot of guys not shooting well on the Knicks, including Kevin Knox, Frank Nielakina as well. What, what do you think about that fit, you know, with those two on the wing, given the shooting deficiencies with that, uh, that Okoro brings to the game? Yeah, I thought about that exactly. I mean, that's definitely somewhat of a concern. 
Uh, obviously, you know, I, you know, RJ's outside shooting is still a work in progress, and uh, that's definitely Okoro's uh, swing skill. Uh, and again, you know, it just came down to the, I think the Knicks can go in a lot of different directions because they they've got still somewhat of a blank canvas, even though they've got a couple nice young pieces. Uh, again, I just you know, Okoro, it's one of those deals that talent's there, and you know, I think it's probably a situation probably shouldn't overanalyze it too much. Yeah, and I'm sure Tibbs is watching Jimmy Butler go off in the bubble and, and he's looking at Okoro in the same mold. So, mm. uh, I mean, this guy, as you said, is a Swiss Swiss Army knife. You know, a guy that can play uh, multiple positions. Um, the motor is off the charts. Finishes well. Ob- mm. You know, obviously finishes well. And, um, you know, from what I read, his passing ability is underrated as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got a good floor game, knows how to play. Uh, good finisher because he's so strong and, and explosive. Uh, and, and just doing background intel work on him too. Seems like a great kid. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to get better and you know be accountable and reliable. Uh, and, and guys like that usually uh, are able to develop uh, you know their outside shooting a little bit better over over the course of their career. So nothing's telling me that Okoro can at least be a decent shooter. Uh, and then just all the other stuff he does is is, is great. Interesting, man. Now at 27, a uh, guy that Kenny Payne of the Knicks is familiar with. You guys have the Knicks taking Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. What, what do you like about uh, Maxey's game? Yeah, Maxey's a guy, I mean, he, he's somewhat polarizing this year uh, just because, you know, some people have had him as high as a top 10 pick. We, we've been a little lower on him. Uh, just, you know, the way I see it is, uh, you know, he's a 6'2 shooting guard. I, I question how much point guard he can play. Uh, so that's why, you know, we've been a little bit lower on him than, than some of the other media and, and fans and whatnot. Uh, but hey, at 27, you know, this would be a nice, nice guy to bring on this team. He, he, you know, he's somewhat of a culture builder, just a winner type kid, uh, great defender, just crafty, crafty player offensively. Uh, another guy's outside shooting is a little suspect. He's got a very low release. And uh, if I remember correctly, only shot like 28% from three. Uh, so again, I mean, the conversation, you know, we had just a second ago, uh, you know, another guy that, you know, needs to improve his outside shooting, but, you know, at 27, uh, same story, they need talent. And I, I think he'd be, he'd be a good value pick at that, at that spot. Do, do you think his, his game as a playmaker can come around? Or do you think his role is, is mainly a, a scorer, uh, maybe an off the bench six man role? Yeah, I see him more as a complimentary guy. You know, I, mean, I think you play him at the one a little bit. Uh, I just don't see him being a floor general type, type lead guard. Uh, he, he definitely could, could defend point guards. Uh, but as far as the you know guy that control the tempo and get the ball where it needs to go, I like him off the ball better than than as a true point guard. Um, you know, so I mean, you know, the Knicks uh, have a lot of moving parts, especially at point guard with Nicolina and Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, all, all these whispers of you know you know big trades in, in the you know in the near future. So we'll, we'll see. But I mean, Maxie's a guy late first round. You know, sort of what I said about Okoro. Probably just don't need to over- overanalyze it. The Knicks need talent, and that, that's probably the best player on the board. Need talent in the worst way. I would not mind Maxi <laughs> coming into the garden, man, because I feel like he, he's got a moxie to him that even though the, the three-point numbers aren't, you know, what you would like for statistically, I think he can. he's a guy that looks like he can raise his game, you know, as the spotlight intensifies. Yeah, no, he's a gamer. You know, and, and last year's opening night at the Madison Square Garden, I, I was there. I saw mm-hmm. him hit the big shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's, he's a big game player. There's no, no doubt about it. And so – uh, I think uh, I think you're right. I think he could handle the bright lights in New York. Absolutely. Now at 38, you have the Knicks taking um, Udoka Azubuke, seven foot center out of Kansas. What, what do you like about his game? Oh, he, he's just a big old boy. He's got great hands. Uh, I think he's a little underrated as far as an athlete goes, and he, and he keeps getting better. I mean, he's really got his body together. Uh, you know, and, and obviously the common narrative is that the big man is dead, uh, and that's you know I, I wouldn't say it's dead. It, the values you know diminished somewhat. 
Uh, but I think he's a guy that can be right off the bat, you know, backup center for Mitchell Robinson and, you know, play 10 to 20 minutes a game, depending on the matchups and whatnot. And just another guy to kind of give you depth as, as you're building, building your roster and kind of giving different lineup flexibility. Yeah, the backup five is going to be interesting. You know, they did bring in Kenny Wooten um, on the two-way deal. They have Taj Gibson from a veteran presence, but I do think that they need to address that backup five. Not sure how high they are on Wooten. You know, obviously his game is more of a shot blocker, but uh, as Bouquet looks like, he, he's got a better all-around game. You know, he's just – he's so powerful, and you know, he's, a, he's a great rim protector, and, he, you know, he's got great hands for being such a big guy. I mean, he gets anything around the hoop. Uh, and it showed some of the highlights you have here. He just dunks everything. And so the game, the game is pretty simple, uh, but a guy that can put in the hole and also defend the rim on the other side of the court, I mean, to me, still has some value. I, I don't think he'll ever be a guy that plays major minutes. I think he'll probably, you know, get in some foul trouble, you know, the speed of the game for, for being such a big guy, you know, but at the same time, a backup center that you can get at that stage in the draft as you're building your team, I, I think that would be valuable for them. Interesting, man. So salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So Babcock Hoops has Okoro at 8. Maxi 27 as a bouquet at 38. What do you guys think? Leave us a comment in the chat. I want to hear what you guys have to say. The phone lines are up 657-383-1509. Let's get to the callers. First caller up. We're going to go to Will from LI. Will well, Will, we, we need a draft question. So let's go to Hawaii. Let's go to B Mora. From Hawaii. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up? Can you guys hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Go ahead with your, with your question. All right, bet. This is actually like a dream scenario that involves the draft. So, as much as I love Mitch, you got to realize that he's a DeAndre Jordan type, probably not an all-star. So, I say we trade Mitch, Frank, and number eight to Golden State for number two. <laughs> with that pick, we take LaMelo. Then after that, we trade Randall for anything, literally anything. <laughs> if you want another discussion, go trade him for a Washington machine, all right? But we got to get rid of Julius, man. And then uh, we don't see Elbridge, maybe Bobby, but I don't see it. Uh, definitely not Wayne. And then Christian Wood. Christian Wood. Wood's got huge defensive potential, and obviously he can stretch the floor. Was a small sample size when he was knocking it down, but I think he got it. And then uh, really focus and try and sign Jeremy Grant as well. And then for the backup, don't overthink it, man. We got the answers already. You call up Lamar Peters and Kenny Wooten. Those guys can ball, and I think they'll be good. That's pretty much it, man, and happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Um, Matt, you know, so some of these Knicks fans are, are wishing for this number two pick. I, Golden State's not going to take that package, man. But well, what do you think about Golden State at, at number two and, and some of their options there? Well, I'm obviously, you know, Minnesota's in the driver's seat here, and, and it's been an interesting, uh, you know, couple of weeks for us as far as trying to figure out what what Minnesota will do. Uh, I mean, the, the highest, uh, you know, talent, the most talented guys in this draft, in my opinion, are Anthony Edwards, uh, James Wiseman, Lamella Ball, with those other guys I mentioned before, uh, right, right behind them. And, you know, the problem is th those top guys don't really fit Minnesota that well, and I'm not sure anybody in this draft uh, is worth sort of remaking your whole team for. Uh, and so I, I think it is going to be an interesting, uh, you know, top part of the lottery, you know, just seeing how many, how many teams do go for fit as opposed to just, you know, whoever they think has the most upside. So whatever Minnesota does can change those two, you know, next two, three, four, five picks. Um, I, I do think Golden State should address, uh, you know, their big man spot. I think uh, James Wiseman or Kung Wu uh, would be great there. Um, you know, as far as New York moving up, 
I mean, that's definitely a possibility. We, we've actually talked about that uh, with our staff. Uh, I actually think Anthony Edwards would be the guy to go chase the, the get. Yeah. I, I think he's the guy that has a chance of being a primary scorer of a team. Uh, Lamella Ball is a talented guy too, but I, I have Edwards slightly ahead of him. Interesting, man. Very interesting. And you know what's also interesting is uh, the Clippers because it was announced today from from Shams that uh, the Clippers are going to be in, in the hunt for a playmaker. Do they try to, you know, dabble with Paul George, maybe put him out there on the market? It's going to be very interesting to see how the Clippers, you know, maneuver to, to try to get their team up to that championship level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I think they need a primary ball handler. Uh, I mean, Beverly's so good defensively, but, I, you know, somebody that's a floor general on the offensive end, uh, I, I think is really valuable. And, and a lot of times I think teams and, and the media – uh, are undervaluing it. And so uh, th this year, there's a ton of great point guards. I mean, the depth at, at point guard is great. So if they want to address it in the draft, uh, they certainly could do it. Uh, another mock draft I was looking at had the Knicks looking at um, Nico Mannion down in the 27-38 range. Um, you're an Arizona guy. What's your take on Nico? Yeah, it's been an interesting year as far as evaluating Nico. You know, I, I watched him at the Hoop Summit last year, and he was terrific all week in the practices and in the game. Uh, and just the more I watched him this year at Arizona, I, I got more and more concerns. Um, you know, his body isn't that great. And from what I understand, he doesn't really commit to himself in the, in the weight room. Um, I, you know, I lost confidence in his outside shooting. Uh, he, he's a great playmaker. He's got a knack to, to make a play for his teammates. Uh, and so, I mean, it, you know, it's not all negative with him, but he, he certainly has slipped. I mean, he slipped all the way from being a guy that we had in the lottery early on in the year to, uh, you know, I think we have him in the 30s somewhere now. And so, um, you know, not a bad player. Uh, just in, in a draft filled with point guards, he's uh, he's slipped a little bit. Mm. Got got to put that work in. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, North Carolina. Los Maine joins us. What's going on, bro? So what's up? You hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Go ahead, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, with the eighth pick, do you think it would be too early to look at a guy like Sadiq Bay or Aaron Neesmith? Yeah, Matt. What do you what do you think about that? I, and I would add um, Devin Vassell in there too because that's that's a guy a lot of Knicks fans have pegged um, to the Knicks at eight. You know, you have a lot of those three and D wings kind of bunched up there. You have Bay, you have Neesmith, you have um, Vassell. You, you've seen Patrick Williams' name going up there as well. How do you kind of rank those guys in terms of ceiling? Yeah, I think that's the next next grouping of guys. And uh, I mean, I, you know, I really was deciding with that pick uh, between Okoro and Vassell. Uh, you know, and sort of what you brought up earlier as far as outside shooting, Vassell would an answer that, and, and so would Sadiq Bey and Aaron Neesmith. And so uh, I, I have Okoro um, higher than that group, but it is close, and I think all of those names are, are worth, you know, discussing if you're the Knicks. Absolutely. Los Main, thanks for the call, man. And, pa yeah, Patrick Williams seems to be that guy that's um, that's really shooting up on the mock drafts. I mean, with no basketball being played and, and very little intel, how does a name like that, you know, in, from your perspective, jump up on, on the on the boards. You know, he's he's an upside guy, and so I mean, the first part of the year, you know, his his performances were pretty underwhelming. But you know, the more you watch him, you see a guy that's that's really filling out physically. I mean, they list him at six eight two twenty five. I think he's a, he's growing. I think he's a big guy. He's probably closer to six nine, which is a thick guy. Uh, when I saw him in high school, I thought he was going to be a big wing. He's really evolved to be more of like a modern stretch four. Uh, kind of reminds me of. Uh, I believe he played for the Knicks at one point, but uh, Tim Thomas, kind of yeah, reminds me of yeah, Tim yeah. Thomas, Marvin Williams type guy, uh, can, you know, defend multiple positions, shoots it from outside, good athlete. Uh, and so I, I don't know if he's necessarily ready to come in next year 
uh, and light the world on fire. But I mean, upside wise, you know, it wouldn't shock me if in a few years from now, he's one of the better players in this year's draft. Interesting. Interesting. We're talking to Matt Babcock, the founder of Babcock Hoops, also draft analyst for his company as well. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let's go to, uh, let's go back to Will. Will, how you feeling, man? Hey, what's going on, CP? How you doing this evening? Good, bro. How's everything? Good, good, good. First off, happy birthday, bro. Happy belated. Hope it was good. Thank you. you know, thank you for everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Matt, thank you for all the work you've done in the past also. Yep. Um, thank you. So, I, so my draft question was, um, Matt, you said that Sadiq Bay is where you have the next picking um, with the eighth pick. Do you think Sadiq Bay or Aaron Naismith, you know, Devin Vassell, all these guys, do you think that they need a playmaking point guard to maximize their their potential? Or do you think that they could get by with the point guards we have now currently on the mix? You know, it's going to be interesting for sure. And, you know, I'm keeping a pulse on because they've got, they've got a lot of different options already. I mean, with, with Frank and, and Dennis Smith Jr., even though he's, un, you know, underperformed thus far, he's got talent. And so, I mean, they, they could stick with one of those guys and, and look to develop them and hope, hope these guys continue to progress. Uh, I mean, they've, they've got an interesting roster, too, is they've got a handful of guys that are either on team options or uh, non-guaranteed yeah. deals. So, I mean, they, they could clear out a ton of cap space mm-hmm. um, or they could go do it in the draft. I mean, there's a ton of good point guards in this draft. I mean, you got Tyrese Halliburton and Kyra Lewis, uh, RJ Hampton. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, and, and so, I mean, they really have a lot of flexibility. It's really hard to project exactly what they're going to do, to be honest with you. Absolutely. And that leads on to my second question. I'll leave you guys off of this. Do you think that Carol Lewis, well, well, number one, what are the downsides of Carol Lewis? I think it could be his size at 165, I believe. And what, if any, do you think are his weaknesses? Uh, thank you guys for the call. I'll let you guys get thanks. to it. No, thanks for the questions. Uh, yeah, with Kyra, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. He needs to get stronger. I, I believe they love something like 165 or something like that. And uh, needs to get stronger. Uh, other than that, I mean, I'm really not that concerned with too much, you know, with, with Kyra. I mean, I really trust his ability to shoot the ball, and he's got elite speed. I mean, he's, he's really going to be able to step in the league. And, uh, you know, in the NBA where everything is really stretched out, I think his speed is going to even play even more of an impact rather than playing in, in, uh, in college where there's so, many, you know, so much zone and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we really like Kyron. He, he's one of those guys. The more we we kind of dig on him, uh, the more we like him. And he's gradually chipped away at us, uh, and now we've got him, uh, you know, as a near lottery pick. Yeah, I think you guys had him on the mock draft at around fifteen, mm-hmm. fifteen um, for for Kyra Lutz. Um, how about uh, Tyrell Terry? He's another guy that Knicks fans have been asking about around that twenty-seven, thirty-eight range. Uh, what, what do you think about Tyrell Terry's game? Yeah, I, I see him more as an upside guy. I mean, he really shoots the ball well. I mean, he's, he's extremely skilled, you know, in, in this day and age. I mean, outside shooting is everything, right? And so, uh, you know, it's a guy that, that I think is, is, is really kind of, you know, waking people up to, hey, who is this guy that we all thought was going to be in school another year? Uh, we we got to check this guy out a little bit more. And, um, you know, I mean, some people have brought up like the Steph Curry comparison. I, I, don't, right. I don't think that's necessarily fair for, for Terry. Um, but he's got some upside. He absolutely needs, needs to get stronger. I mean, it's, it's a much bigger issue for him than it is for Kyra Lewis. Uh, I think he's going to have a hard time uh, in the NBA next year defensively. Uh, and, you know, he's not overly quick. Uh, so I, I, I see him as a guy as more of like a developmental guy rather than, you know, the Knicks take him and, and think he's going to be the answer quickly. Um, you know, but 
you know, that skill level is worth worth taking a look take, at for taking sure. Taking a flyer on, yeah. Hey, at 38, mm-hmm. I would certainly um, look into it. All right, let's get back to the phones. My guy, Jay Boogie from North Carolina. I already know who he wants to talk about. Jay Boogie, what's going on, bro? Yep. Hey, how y'all doing, man? Staying blessed, and healthy, healthy and everything. Hey, happy birthday to you and everything. But I'm going to be real quick with my situation. If we can't get a, a top-notch point guard from LaMelo down to Killian Hayes with that eighth pick, I really, really like that boy, Nate Smith, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm a big fan of Jerry Stackhouse. I believe in his work. Pay attention to Fleet. Pay attention to Seattle. Jeff Powell. All that work he put over there at Vandenberg. That boy is bringing that boy along. If that man say that man is ready to go, then I believe that man is ready to go. All that talent and athletic skills and all that, yeah, that's good. But hard work wins. I remember back before when I wanted Jimmy Butler, everybody was like, nah, I don't get Jimmy Butler. Hard work pays off. That dude worked. He's the next coming. He's the next coming to Clay Thomas. Nobody out there said anything about a Clay Thomas, but that man got a seven-foot wingspan. He played D, and he knocked down that jumper. We ain't had no sniper. And then I like to move up and get as a point guard, you know, somebody like Cole Anthony or something. We use the word point guard, but it's no point guard league no more. No more. It's all scoring guards. If you can't score or get it off the bounce, then you're really not doing anything. That point guard thing is faded out, man. And please don't go get Chris Paul. Go ahead and make that trade and get that boy <laughs> over there in Utah because his contract is fired the following year so we keep our money situated, man. Peace, love, and happiness. Man. Boogie, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, Matt, your thoughts on, on Aaron Neesmith? Uh, one of one of the best shooters in the draft. Yeah, I, I love Neesmith, and uh, you know, I'm gonna one up you there. I, he is the best shooter in the draft, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Stack did a terrific job with him this year at Vanderbilt. Ran a lot of NBA type sets for him, and he really sh- showed his versatility as a shooter. This wasn't a bunch of just catch and shoot simple shots. I mean, he's he's coming off screens, he's putting it on the floor. I mean, he, he's uh, you know, he, he really opened my eyes. This guy could be special as far as shooting and scoring the ball. Uh, I, I do think he needs to get better defensively. He's got he's got a nice frame. I mean, you, you see him in person. I mean, he, he's a stud kid physically. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I've got to know his dad a little bit and comes from a really great family, just a good kid. And so, hey, no arguments there. If the Knicks want to look at him that high, uh, I, I wouldn't argue that. Well, what, what are the holes in his game that you feel like he needs to work on at the next level? You know, I think his instincts are behind a little bit. I mean, especially on the defensive end. You know, he's uh, you know he's a good athlete. He's strong, extremely smart kid. I just I think he uh, he's not one of these guys that's got a knack to make plays. Sort of finds himself in tough spots defensively at times. But um, you know, you know, being a good kid that's reliable and all that, I think he'll pick things up and, and you know continually improve. Another guy that's very polarizing amongst all fan bases, but Knicks fans in particular, Cole Anthony. What's your take on Cole Anthony at this stage of the game? You know, I've watched Cole since he was in high school. Uh, you know, super talented kid. I mean, like the ultimate alpha dog. Uh, my, my big concern with him, you know, is, he, is he good enough to have such an alpha dog approach to the game? Uh, you know, some of the intel has hurt him a little bit as far as how, how he'll, you know, coexist with other top players on an NBA team. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm a little lower on him than, uh, than a lot of people are. Uh, but hey, a talented scorer, you know, sort of, sort of guy, uh, real aggressive competitor. And so, I mean, there, there are some clear cut, uh, you know, good things that he brings to the table. Uh, maybe not necessarily my type of guy, but uh, you know, somebody, somebody might take him high. 
Interesting. So, so you think that, you know, character standpoint um, needs to be a bit more humble? Is that what you, you mean? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think one, you know, one name that's come up with him a lot is, uh, is Austin Rivers. Mm, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. Austin was so hyped up out of yeah, high school and you know, at Duke, he was such an assertive scorer. Uh, comes he's coming into the league and you know it's not like Austin's had this horrible career or anything but you know he, he hasn't been this uh, you know all-star type guy that some people hyped him up I, I think Cole's going to be you know kind of in that category interesting interesting all right let's get back to the phones uh, my guy Jay from Florida now Matt we, we call him the anti-Halliburton uh, he, he's not a Halliburton guy but uh, he, he's got some thoughts on the draft Jay what's going on man yeah, what's up, CP? Happy birthday, bro. Thank you, bro. How's it going? Matt, Mr. Babcock, sir. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on Tyrese Halliburton because we have a lot of Knicks fans that like Halliburton. I think that he's Frank times two. Can't get to the cup. Can't shoot it off the dribble. Um, I just don't see it. I don't personally see it. Uh, second, I like, I've, been, I've been looking at Naismith. I like Naismith. Naismith looks like a Joe Johnson type player to me. Nate Smith looked like he could play. Um, and then Poku, we got Jovic going nuts in the bubble. Poku's skinny. You know, we don't have a lot of film on Poku. What do you think about Poku? Sure. Yeah, no, great, great questions there. Uh, first one with Halliburton. You know, I, I personally do think he's been a little hyped up. Uh, you know, we, we had him pretty high for a while. We had him at 10. Uh, I, I felt like he was a good fit to Phoenix next to Devin Booker. He'd kind of be, you know, a simple, solid guy that knows how to play, that could stretch the floor. Um, you know, I, 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 I told this to our staff every time we did it, this is on his high side, you know, and, and granted, I've talked to some NBA scouts that have him as a top five pick. And so I think, I think there's a, you know, a, a wide range of how people view him. Uh, I, I'm personally concerned with his, uh, his lack of physicality uh, and, and overall athleticism. I don't, like you said, I don't think he's blown it by anybody off the dribble. I think he's going to be a guy that can play on the ball, off the ball, you know, just a smart player, he, you know, he shoots the ball. Um, the, the mechanics are funky. Kind of looks like a Bob Cousy type <laughs> yeah, type shot, but uh, funky, really shoots it with range oh. and he's reliable there. So I think he's going to be a Terrible solid player. Man. But if you're looking to bring a guy in to, to be a star type, uh, I, I don't necessarily see that. Um, as far as Neesmith, yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on. I mean, he, he's a great player. Um, Joe Johnson type build, uh, Joe Johnson type shooter d- does not put it on the, fl- on the floor like Joe Johnson. He's not going to create a whole lot. Uh, I think he's more of a shooter, straight line driver. Uh, but good player nonetheless. Uh, and then with Poku, uh, he, he's an interesting one. I mean, as far as Knicks fans go, you got you guys just traded Porzingis. And this kid's <laughs> a lot like that. Uh, seven-footer, you know, he's about 200 pounds. Uh, you know, it's kind of got some of the unicorn thing to him. I mean, a seven-footer that can put it on the floor and pass and shoot with range. Uh, I think he's a couple years away uh, just getting his body together where, you know, where he's able to play major minutes in the NBA. But he, he's definitely an upside guy. Matt, one more question. Do you think now – Another dude, the Golden State. EP doesn't think this could happen, but do you think we could put together a package to possibly trade for Lamelo Anthony Edwards? Do you think it's possible? Do you think it might happen? Um, yeah, I, I do think it's possible, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Golden State. I mean, I think Minnesota. You know, Gerson Rosas of Minnesota has come out publicly saying they're going to put that that pick on the market, and um, you know, I've gotten a lot of heat for put, putting Obi Toppin at number one. And I, and I totally get it. I mean, I think there's other players that, that have more upside than Obi does. Uh, but Obi or even Denny Abdia fit the Timberwolves better than those other players. And so I think they're a perfect candidate to move back, uh, you know, and take a player that fits them better and maybe get some other, you know, assets 
so yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks is one, they're one team that we, we've talked about uh, behind closed doors of being a team that we expect to, to be aggressive of possibly moving up. Yeah, I, I think that pick is up for grabs. I agree with you on that one. Um, the number one pick could be up for grabs as well, but I just don't think the Knicks will be that aggressive um, to, yep. to pay the, the price that, that it'll take to, to get them up there. I, I just don't You know, see. I, in, in CP, uh, you know, being devil's advocate here, I, I just I think this year is a lot different than it is in other years. There's not clear-cut number one, number two guys, and so I, I don't think it'll take as much as it would in most mm. years. And so, uh, I mean, the bigger the big, one thing is, too, is like one built-in sweetener uh, of, for the Timberwolves moving back is they'll, they'll save quite a bit of money uh, I mean, like, for example, I, I did an interview recently for a, a Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. And um, I mean, hypothetically, if they were to move back to five, they would save $15 million on the course of that rookie contract. Right. And so, um, you know, 15 million, you know, it's not, that's not nothing, you know? And, and so, yeah. um, you know, that alone, you know, kind of makes it sort of appealing to the Timberwolves to move back to get a guy that fits them, save some money and get whatever additional pieces you can get. Interesting. And there's a lot of salary cap implications going into next season. So, uh, yeah, you, you could definitely be right there. A um, couple other things that, that came out, the, the pre-draft um, information, the pre-draft process that came out, and here's what uh, the schedule, how the schedule lays out. From today, this week, they're going to be holding virtual uh, NBA interviews via video conference. Seems like the NBA is going to be conducting all of this. Um, from the 28th to October 16th, they're going to be doing in-market medical exams. You're going to be doing the strength and agility test, shooting drills at team facilities, and a pro day video. Um, how do you think this impacts how the agents are able to kind of present their players and market their players and how the teams are able to evaluate these players with, with these changes? Yeah, no, it's uh, my phone's been blowing up from agents just kind of asking my opinion of everything. And uh, th there's some some questions to, that still need to be answered as far as all the protocols there. But uh, the most important things here are the, the medical examinations and the, the physical testing. And uh, I mean, you know, for a team to go into draft night, uh, you know, asking their owner to invest millions of dollars on a guy without knowing if he's got any, you know, lingering issues or pre-existing injuries uh, is crucial. Uh, you know, one thing to keep in mind, I'm expecting a lot of the top players uh, for, to be held out from these combines. And so I think what they'll do is they'll pick and choose which teams they want their, their guy to go to, and they'll send the, the medical information directly to those teams rather than having the whole league get them. Uh, but it's still important nonetheless. Um, the, the shooting drills and the pro day video, you know, I think it could help out some guys that, that have, uh, you know, been a little bit under the radar or, you know, we've got like Josh Hall is coming from a prep school. Jay Scrubs coming from a junior college. Uh, the sample size to evaluate them is, is pretty small. Uh, that, that could help guys like that. But across the board, I mean, you know, myself and anybody working in the NBA, uh, you know, we, we know most of these guys on the floor pretty well. Uh, that's interesting. And you, you mentioned Jay Scrub. You had a chance to go see Jay, Jay Scrub uh, last week. What, what were your impressions of him? Uh, just, I mean, super upside, you know, he's six, six plus, you know, six ten wingspan, a uh, high level athlete shoots the ball from all over the floor with ease, puts it on the floor. He's got all the raw, you know, talent you want out of a potential, you know, big time player. Uh, he's he just, he's a little green. He needs to learn how to play. He needs, needs to get his body together, uh, but he's got upside. And so I, I think, you know, I think somebody will probably take him higher than, than a lot of people are expecting. 
Very interesting. I think in your mock draft, you have them um, in the 30s, around 30. Yeah, I believe I put them in the 30 to, to Boston. You know, Boston's got multiple picks. Yeah. You know, when you have multiple picks like that, it takes some pressure off, you know, some of those second, third picks. Hey, maybe we take an upside guy, you know, swing for the fences. And uh, I think Scrubs, that, that kind of guy. Interesting. Okay, a couple more calls in the chat. Let's go to um, Dwayne from North Carolina. Dwayne, how you feeling, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing? So I had a couple of questions for you. Um, I know that uh, uh, you, I may have missed it, so apologize mm-hmm. if um, I'm repeating it. Um, but I wanted to know what were your um, your thoughts on Tyrese Maxey and you know what were some of the things that you found to be concerning with him? And also wanted to know um, what do you what are your what is your scouting report on uh, Josh Hall? Okay, so uh, yeah, with Maxi, I mean the, the issues for me are you know he's a six two shooting guard. I question his ability to be a primary point guard. Uh, he's good on the he's really good on the defensive end. And uh, CP, you mentioned he's got he's got a moxie to him. He's got a great presence, uh, floor presence to him. And I just you know being undersized, you know lacking point guard skills and feel. Uh, it just holds him back for me a little bit. I, I still really like him. It's not a guy, you know, people say, oh, why do you hate Maxi? Hey, I don't hate the kid. The kid's really good. It, it's just, you know, th- th- there's guys I like better than him. And so I've got him more as a, a late first round pick rather than a lottery pick where, you know, some people have him. Um, and that's just, uh, you know, it's just, just how it, it unfolded for me. Um, but what was the second player you asked about? Jay Hall, Josh Hall. Oh, Josh Hall. Yeah, so I, I spent time with Josh a couple weeks ago. Uh, similar to what I said about Jay Scrub. Uh, upside guy. I mean, a young kid that's coming coming out of prep school. Um, he's got all the physical tools. I mean, six nine, seven foot wingspan, good athlete, and uh, just a, just a raw skill set. I mean, he's able to shoot threes, finish at the rim. Um, he, he's just he's got to you know he's got to grow as a player. He just needs time. He needs to get, you know continue getting stronger and learning the game. Uh, you know, when, and the way I see it is when a guy's got upside, it means they're far from being a finished product. Um, you know, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily real worried about him. But it's like when there's a number of things that need to be done, they have to get done for the kid to be good. And so it yeah. creates some risk. And so uh, the high upside guys, they are somewhat risky. Uh, but Josh Josh has got a chance. If things were to click with him, he's got a chance to be a really good player. Interesting. Um, last call is going to go to – last call from Matt's going to go to um, JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, how you feeling, man? What's going on? Happy birthday, bro. Thank you, bro. How's everything? No problem. Everything's good, man. I just uh, wanted to ask one quick question and then one other point. Is uh, Obviously, besides falling to eight, that did not hurt, was that Detroit is ahead of us in the draft. So what do you think about just jumping up just because from eight to six, just to get ahead of Detroit? Because I really like Killian Hayes, and I think they're probably going to take him. So what do you think of trying to, you know, just package something just to get up ahead one spot ahead of Detroit? And then uh, the thing with the Coro is I like him a lot, but I just don't think he's a great fit here just because he's not a shooter. That's why I think, uh, you know, and look at Nate Smith and Vassell, I think those are probably the two best fits here, especially next to RJ. You know, they're both great shooters. They're both great off-ball, which is a great fit with RJ. You know, I don't think he needs, uh, whether you move RJ to the three or you keep him at the two. You know, I think it would be great with some next in that's great off ball, and both of those guys are. So, you know, those are, I'm just, those are the two guys, you know, one of those two I'd be happy with at eight. And then, again, I would think about trying to jump up to six if we could try and get Killian. Okay. Appreciate the call, JJ. Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, um, a, a lot of speculations that Detroit obviously is in, in the market for a point guard as well. 
you know, do they take Killian there at six? What do you think about Killian Hayes overall? I like Killian. You know, he's gotten so much better. You know, I went to France last year and watched watched him uh, watched him practice for a couple of days, uh, and, and he's really he's really you know grown this year. He moved to a team in Germany where he's able to run the show and thrived. I mean, he's turned himself into a legitimate scorer and playmaker, and he's got great size at six five. And um, yeah, I mean, he would be a good fit for for New York for sure. And uh, you know, as far as moving up, it, it just all depends on what you have to give up. I mean, right now I've got the Hawks taking a Kungwu uh, from USC. Uh, and to me, Kungu was on, on an entirely different level, even though he, he's only two picks ahead of there. Uh, that first six uh, is pretty solid for me. And so once you get into seven or eight, uh, you know, you might need to you know, pay up to, to, to do it. So, um, you know, definitely worth discussing because, I mean, Hayes would fit what they're doing. Uh, as far as your takes on uh, Okoro, we, we had talked about that before, me and CP did. And, uh, you know, that, that's certainly a reasonable take. You know, the outside shooting is his swing skill. Uh, you know, have him and RJ on, on the same floor. Um, yeah, that needs to be addressed. Uh, I, I like his upside a lot. And so, I mean, that's who I would take, uh, but that's, that's a good argument. You know, that, that's definitely something that I, I, I talked to, talked about with my staff before we did this mock draft. But it seems like with a Coro, uh, from what you're reading is that, you know, they feel like his shot can improve. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his mechanics aren't bad. I, I don't necessarily think he's like mentally wired to be a shooter, uh, but I think with, you know, how he plays, he's going to play the three. Uh, you've seen it hit him, him to be able to hit open shots. And so, I mean, RJ does so much on the ball. Uh, you know, if Okoro is able to develop to where he just hit an open, wide open shot in the corner, uh, that's probably enough. And then now all of a sudden you're getting a guy that could potentially even be the best perimeter defender in the league in a couple of years. I mean, I think he's got that much athletic upside and, and defensive upside. Uh, and so, I mean, that's, you know, that really intrigued me. And just at that point, I mean, I, you know, I thought he was the best player, but again, certainly a reasonable take. Interesting indeed, man. Well, Matt, I, I definitely appreciate uh, you coming on and, and addressing the fans. Uh, hopefully we can do this again. De- definitely want to pick your brain uh, on a lot of topics concerning basketball, man, especially since you've been on the agency side of the of the house. You know, we'd love to, to pick your brain about your time at University of Arizona as well, man. So, um, yeah, no, anytime. And I, I really enjoyed doing this. And CP, you're a good dude. And, uh, and happy birthday. Thank I, you. Thank a good you, one. Um, Just let the fans know where they can find you and uh, some of your latest work. Yeah, so our, our site, uh, BabcockHoops.com. And then you can find me on Twitter, at MattBabcock11. Uh, then I'm also doing stuff for CBS Sports HQ, which is a streaming channel, uh, CBSSportsHQ.com. Uh, uh, then also a new startup, BasketballNews.com. So I'm kind of all over the place, but a uh, lot, lot of draft coverage and yeah, if you're, if you're interested in the draft, which the Knicks fans should be, you got three good picks yeah. this year, so <laughs> check us out. <laughs> we'll be for some time to come, man. But, Matt, that, right, thanks right. again for the time, man. Matt, thanks. Have a good one. Take care. That was Matt Babcock from Babcock. Hoop salutes everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We'll throw the, uh, the link to the Babcock Hoops um, mock draft in the chat. You guys let me know what you think. So he's got... Um, Isaac Okoro at 8. Uh, Tyrese Maxey at 27. And uh, Udoka Azubuke at 38. What, what do you guys think about that? I, I think for me, you know, again, the Okoro situation, yes, the shooting is a concern. Um, but the skill sets, you know, how do you how do you pass that up? If, if Tibbs feels like he's got the second coming of Jimmy Butler in this kid, 
it's, it's going to be tough. It's tough sledding in the beginning, but, you know, take take it and roll the dice. Uh, let's see what happens. The shooting is definitely a concern, especially when you factor in uh, R.J. Barrett, who himself is working on his shot, his mechanics. You know, his free throw shooting numbers were abysmal, 61%. I think Okoro was around 67 at Auburn. Uh, but Okoro, conversely from R.J., better finisher, um, excellent slasher, super athletic, Certainly something that we could use on this team. And the passing ability, you know, so so how does his game round out as he matures? It'll be very interesting. And Maxi, I like Maxi's game, man. I told you guys, I like Maxi's game. I don't let the uh, shooting statistics deter me. I think that's something that, yeah, you, you have to take that into consideration. But um, you also have to take into consideration who this guy's playing with how he excels at the next level, how he grows at the next level. How does he play in the clutch? I think that's the type of player that, that Maxie can be. He's not Donovan Mitchell. He may not be a, a great, you know, overall point guard. But as a scorer, I, I would definitely take him. I would definitely take him. Um, let's see what everybody in the chat is saying. We got 668 in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We got 168 likes. We got to get those likes up. Definitely got to get those likes up. Uh, my guy Stella Pacino in the chat says, You take a Coro. He has such a great IQ and he's a playmaker. Excellent defender. Excellent defender. So, Stel, Stella Pacino is a believer in Team Okoro. And like I said, man, you know, when, when you factor in what this division is looking like, it's not going to get any easier on the Knicks, man. When you factor in KD coming back to the Nets, factor in what, what Toronto's working with, with Siakam and, and, you know, those guys on the wing. Look at Boston. Uh, you know, look no further than the Boston Celtics when Tatum and Brown are establishing themselves as a powerhouse tandem. Sixers, will they come back with Simmons? You know, the, you know, Sixers are coming back with something. So, you know, that, that division is going to be heavy, man. So, listen, we're going to need defense. Definitely going to need defense on the wings. And uh, some flexibility out there with your lineups. So, it would certainly, certainly be an inter- interesting fit. But, damn, they would be the New York Bricks for a little bit. Just got to get that figured out, you know? Let me shout out some of the Super Chats here with us. A, couple, a lot of Super Chats came in. Michael Parker, number one fan of the show, says, Happy Born Day, CP. Salute to the chat one time for the mods. Yeah, it was my birthday yesterday, man. Salute to everybody on the birthday love, you know. Birthday yesterday. Comes around once a year. So I uh, had a good time, you know, celebrating with the family. As you get older, you, you appreciate the little things. And, and for me, it's just spending that, spending that family time and just, re- just relaxing. So had, had a good birthday, man. Uh, Grown Tim in the chat. Happy birthday, CP. Thanks for everything you've been doing for the Lunatic Nick fans like myself. I'm a Lunatic Nick fan myself, man. This is why I do what I do. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, hit that thumbs up. God bless. By the way, we need to draft a sell with that eighth pick. He has star potential. Grown Simba sees star potential from Vassell. Uh, Money Mark S says, forget about this Lamelo pipe dream. Can't shoot or play D. Stay at eight. Draft Vassell who does both. No trading draft picks. Money Mark is against it. No trading draft picks. Anthony Parasol. Appreciate it, Anthony. Appreciate the love. He says, happy birthday, CP Jackman. Appreciate it. Robert Paris says, I'm a defense first guy, yet Okoro may never find his jumper. That's the gamble. That's the gamble. You know, do you go 
um, with the Coro. Do you go with Vassell, who's been shoe shot 40% consistently in his two years at Florida State? Do you go Sadiq Bay? Do you go Sadiq Bay? Played in a pro-style offense at Villanova. Can probably come right in, plug and play, ready to roll. Do you go Neesmith? You know, um, Matt came on and said Neesmith defense is, is not the best. You know, needs to work on it. Needs to work on his defense. Um, so, again, interesting. A- a- interesting uh, debate. Kaiser Sose says, what about Neesmith? Yep, just, just made that point. Gartrell Davis, happy birthday, CP. I don't think Maxie will be there at 27. What about RJ Hampton at that spot? RJ Hampton is a guy whose name you're hearing a lot about lately. Um, another guy who's working on his shot, working on his mechanics and trying to improve there. Some people see a, a Westbrook clone in RJ Hampton. So we'll see. Let's see where, where Matt and Babcock Hoops have uh, R.J. Hampton. Where, where do they have R.J. Hampton on their list? They have him at... R.J. Hampton, they have him at 18. 18 in Dallas. That's what... Uh, and let me just drop this link in the chat for you guys. I told you guys I was going to drop the link. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You drop this link in the chat. Babcock Hoops, make sure you support those guys. Um, another episode that we did with Babcock Hoops was with uh, Jason Filippi. Jason is out there in Italy, and he covers all of the international prospects. You can find that video on my channel as well. We did it about early March. So Jason, he broke down more on Killian Hayes, uh, Pokusevsky, Leandro Balmero. We talked about Theo Maladon. Uh, maybe one or a couple more candidates. We talked about Denny, obviously Denny Abdia, but you know, not not really looking for him at the Knicks at number eight. But check that episode out, man. These guys do great work, and these are the guys that study these prospects, man. These are the guys that study these prospects. These are the guys who I want to come on and and uh, dish with the fans and let the fans know what what they're thinking. And and yeah, hopefully the Knicks make the right decision. Joel John, happy birthday, CP. Do you think the Knicks will be aggressive? In the trade market. Uh, I do think they will put Randall on the block. I do think they'll put Randall on the block. I think they need to be aggressive in terms of taking on salary. And trying to continue to build uh, uh, draft capital. Draft assets in the draft war chest. So I think in that way they should be aggressive. I think they should be aggressive in that in that regard. So. Uh, but for established players, I'm not so sure. You know, do they go out and, and, and trade for, um, you know, a, a young talent, you know, still with some upside? Not so sure. But I think they should go out and I think they will go out and try to get uh, some overpaid talent on, on less than desirable contracts and pick up some draft capital. Maybe they get involved as a third or fourth party in one of these big contract uh, salary dumps in a whole, you know, is a Horford trade there for them to get involved with? Is a CP3 trade as a participant or as a as a facilitator? Are they there? Is, are they there for that? Are they there for a Bradley Beal or John Wall trade as a facilitator? You know, those are the type of things I, I think that they should try to get involved in. Alan Berman says, uh, "Salute." I'm hoping we don't overlook Nico Mannion if he's there at 27 or with the second. We need shooting and for Randall to GTFOH for literally everything. Anything, even nothing. Just free the cap. 
So uh, Alan Berman is there. He wants Randall out of there by any means necessary. Uh, salute to somebody said their team hashtag new in here. Who's in here from team hashtag new? Let me shout you guys out, man. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so I can shout you guys out. Uh, Tom Bystander. Tom Bystander. Welcome to the family, man. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Definitely appreciate it. Kaiser Sose, happy birthday, CP. Kaiser Sose, appreciate it. Definitely uh, love that name. Usual suspects. It's my joint. If Okoro is there, this is from Jock Duran. If Okoro is there, take him. If not, Vassell, Kyra, and I'm afraid to say Cole Anthony. Happy belated. Louis B says, happy birthday, CP. Huge fan of the show. Thanks for the repost today. Keep up the great work. Louis B, thanks for the support, man. Been supporting for a while since earlier this season. Definitely appreciate uh, the the support, Louis B. And there was a collaboration. Louis B mentions the repost. There was a collaboration between uh, JBL Audio uh, and Lou, I think Louis B School, the school that Louis B works at. Looks like JBL and the Knicks had uh, teamed up to donate some headphones for kids that were doing remote learning. So... Oh, always, a, always a good thing, you know, and getting involved in community service and helping the community. A lot of kids are kind of out of sorts and displaced due to COVID and, you know, not being able to physically be in school with their peers. So I, I thought that was a good gesture. So good job by JBL and good job by the Knicks as well. Uh, new Breed MC Music says, hashtag new, Masai owns NYK, hashtag new. Uh, it's been a while since since the Knicks, you know, and the Raptors discussed things. But, yeah, you know, I can't say you're wrong. Can't say you're wrong. Does Masai let Fred Van Fleet walk out of the door? Is the question. Does he let FVV out of the door? He said that's his number one priority, is bringing back Fred Van Vliet. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about that? Kokolo TV, Team Hashtag New. Welcome, Kokolo TV. Yusuf F, Team Hashtag New. What's going on? Game Time G, Devon Merritt. Welcome to the family. H Money, 821. Welcome to the family. Definitely appreciate that. Um, Somebody's in here spamming about Jeremy Lin. No, thank you. Pass is a pass. Let's just leave it at that. Tony Ward, definitely appreciate it. Um, oh, I forgot to pay bills, man, with my shameless plug. This episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. Now, you guys saw the Nuggets were devastated last night on Anthony Davis's heroics, but my people at Manscaped are making sure that you protect your Nuggets, and that's with the Lawnmower 3.0, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist. It comes with a aerodynamic ceramic blade, so you don't have to nick yourself, fellas. That's very clutch. Uh, cordless. Extended battery life, great battery life, LED lighting, waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Uh, this is what I use, fellas. And tonight, tonight, go to manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX on your purchase, and get 20% off plus free shipping. That's www.manscaped.com. Tell them CP sent you 20% off with promo code NYX and free shipping. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's see who else is on the phones. Let's go to uh, Joe from Yonkers in the building. Joe, how you feeling, man? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead with your point. Hey, what's happening, Steve? Happy birthday, man. Um, 
I was just I'm hearing these trade rumors going around now about a three way trade with uh the Knicks, Phoenix and um OKC. Um do you think it's the possibility that trade goes through of us landing the tenth pick? And would you consider moving eight and ten to get either Killian or Lamelo? Joe, Joe, where are you from? You said Joe from Yonkers, man. Where are, you, where are, you, are you calling from Ireland or Scotland? Oh well, I'm I'm from Ireland, but I live in Yonkers. There you go. So salute to everybody from the Emerald Isle, man. My guy Alex Collins is a, he's a frequent in here from uh, from Ireland, and my guy Darren Walsh as well, man. So, so salute to all my yeah. Irish cats, man. We're in here heavy. Um, I don't think yeah. I don't think the Ubre stuff is was um I don't think that there was any like real rumors around it. I think that was you know some some Nick fan trades that were being bandied about uh, of hypotheticals, you know, really of hypotheticals, but potentials that they could do in terms of um you know getting Kelly Ubre uh, facilitating the Chris Paul trade, in where they would help Chris Paul get to Phoenix. Phoenix would um, give the Knicks number 10. And the Knicks would take on some salary and get Kelly Oubre back in the deal. I think that was like kind of the framework that one of our our, our people on Knicks Twitter had proposed. Uh, I liked it. You know, I would take Kelly Oubre on on, on this team. Yeah. I, I like his game. He's a little crazy. I kind of like that. You know, I kind of like that. Knicks always have that one guy that's a little, you know, a couple screws loose. You know what I mean? I kind of like that. Um, for eight and ten, I would just draft. Yeah, they need they need the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a dog, man. And I, and I like what Ubre would bring. So I mean, if that means they get number ten out of the deal, then you could go go get your wing, whether you want a Coro, whether you want Vassell. And then at ten, if you want to jump up and go get Kyra Lewis, go get him. Or you want to get Neesmith. You know, maybe you want to get Neesmith out of the deal. You yeah. Know, um. Or you know. Or or maybe if if Hayes is there at eight, you go get Hayes at eight, and then at ten you go get uh whoever's left out of you know a Coro Vassell Bay Neesmith whoever the Knicks rank on their board. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think no matter what situation happens, I think that the Knicks need to kind of move up and get a Hayes. I think they need to jump up off for maybe. Eight and thirty-seven or thirty-eight, move up and get Hayes, and then maybe get I think Galen Smith maybe with twenty-seven. Interesting, interesting. Okay, appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call, Joe. Um, uh, let's see where let's see where Babcock Hoops has uh, Jalen Smith. From a lot of the mock drafts that you look at, you don't see too many with Jalen Smith. Um, let me get my screen here so you guys can watch along. You don't see as many with Jalen Smith in the 20s. You see a lot of Jalen Smith in the teens. Yeah, Babcock Hoops has him around. Oh, they got him at 25. They got Jalen Smith around 25. Very interesting. Very interesting, man. You know, the, these mock drafts are all over the place. That's why I kind of like to get different guys in there, give you your take, give you their take on these prospects. You know, who knows? I think Cole Cole's draft uh, range has been pretty consistent. Cole Anthony. Seeing Malachi Flynn at 21, he's a name that guys like. Where's Grant Riller? I know you got a lot of you guys like Grant Riller. Babcock Hoots has him down at 48. And Xavier Tillman, another guy some of you guys like. 49. Cassius Winston, some of you guys like. They got him at 55. So, 
We'll see, man. Come November 18th, we shall see where the chips fall. But these are interesting, man. What do you guys think? Isaac Okoro at 8. How would you react to that? Let me know what you think. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Knicks are in camp again this week. I believe we are in um, the individual workout still. And then they will move into the um, the team drills. So, Knicks, Knicks are getting it going. They're, they're getting involved. You're seeing a lot of... Uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, Johnny Bryant working with some guys. You're seeing him working with Frank. You're seeing him working with um, Dennis Smith Jr. So we'll see how all of that plays out. See how all that plays out, man. What do you guys think about what's going on in the bubble? Lakers seem like they are uh, taking a commanding lead there. How will the Nuggets bounce back? You know, costly play by Plumley, man. He's he's a good dude. Tough that that uh, that he went out like that, but you know, fell asleep at the wheel. You know, with, with Plumley, he's he's gotta he, he's gotta stick to his man. He, he's calling out switches on AD. It's only two seconds left. You gotta cling to him. And so, you know, a lot of the times, late game execution comes down to just being mentally aware, you know, you're tired, the grind of the game, you're exhausted, but you gotta have your, 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 your senses on, you gotta have your senses on at all times, and I think uh, Mason Plumlee just got caught in a mental lapse, and AD splashed it, oh, we got some phone calls, man, let's go to uh, Ken from Pennsylvania, Ken, how you feeling, bro? (laughs) Hey, man, how you doing, glad you got to me real quick. You don't get many guys from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Absolutely, man. How you doing, Ken? Good. I've been uh, watching the last couple of weeks, um, you know, what you've uh, put on, and I'm glad I caught you live. I'm very interested in Vassell. Just watching some of his clips that you show on, on uh, on the program, I mean, I can't believe the guy's defense. And I said to myself, if that's the only thing the guy can do, I mean, he's going to lock down somebody who's not going to score any points at all. Then you see what he, the guy has offense, and I love Toppin also. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, James Dolan. Mm-hmm. James Dolan, I mean, the guy guy spends money left and right over all these years. I think he gets a bad rap. Now, now we got in the new um, – it, it looks good. Yeah. I mean, I'm – Really hyped for the, this next coming season. Hope so, man, and appreciate the optimism, Ken. I uh, think if you're a Knicks fan, that's all you got, man. That's that's all you got, Ken. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, with with Vassell, I mean, I I don't think anyone's you know you're gonna lock down anybody for too long in the NBA. I mean, just just based on the rules. But you know, again, when he brings that length, that wingspan, and you think about all the competition out there in the division. And again, what is next season going to bring in terms of uh, schedule? Because what they're saying is due to COVID and some of the uncertainty there, you may have more division games. They're talking about doing more um, in-market games. What does that mean? I'm not sure. But it could mean that you're going to have more Knicks versus Nets, Knicks versus Celtics, 
Raptors, Philly, because they're all in that same market, in that same corridor. Maybe they play more uh, uh, cluster type of games. So, again, you're going to be seeing a lot of those guys. Simmons, KD, Tatum, Brown, Siakam. It's going to be heavy, man. And not saying that Vassell or, or any of these wings that they bring in or may bring in is just going to be an immediate impact. But looking towards the future, you know, these guys in the division, you got to figure these guys are going to be there for some time. I don't know what Philly's going to do. But figure KD, figure Siakam, Jalen Brown, you know, three, four years. These guys are going to be right there on the Knicks' back. So... Whether it's through the draft or whether it's through free agency or something, they're going to have to address their defense on the perimeter. Absolutely. Let's hear from the mayor of the show, Ari from Manhattan. Ari, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up? Happy birthday. Happy belated, TP. How you doing? How you doing, bro? How's everything? I'm good. I'm good. So um, um, regarding the draft real quick, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't. I, I, I don't know much. I, I haven't. I'm not as you know knowledgeable about this as like you, most of you guys because I haven't been watching these guys. But what I will say is this: like, we should not take the best athlete. Like we've done that before. Dennis Smith was the best athlete in the draft. We took him. You know, Russell Westbrook Trade is an incredible him. athlete. He's at home right now. Giannis is an incredible athlete. He's at home right now. Pascal Siakam is an incredible athlete. He's at home right now. And who's still playing? Tyler Hero's still playing. Chris Paul's balling. Jamal Murray's still playing. People that could actually create shots and actually have skills, that have a skill set that they could add to a team, all right? I'm tired. I don't like this, oh, how long your wingspan is. Let's, let's pick this guy. Or how, how, how high his 40-inch vertical is. Let's take him. We need some basketball players. We don't need some athletes, all right? So I do not like the Orcoro pick. I think that we either need to go with a point guard or a shooter. Um, you know, so I have no problem with Vassell. Kier Lewis, um, whatever other point guard is there. Um, Jay from Florida is the GOAT, but I, I'm not touching Cole Anthony personally. Um, but, you know, we need to either get a point guard or someone who has skills, like basketball skills, who could shoot. I don't need an athlete. I don't want an athlete on this team. All right, we have Mitch. We have RJ is a good athlete. Like, you could find – the NBA, you could find athletes everywhere. We need basketball players, right? So I do not like the Okoro pick. That's number one. Number two, you know – we need a point guard, man. Like, so we could either get it in the draft or, you know, we could get it through free agency. But, I mean, we need a, we're not winning anything with, with, in, without a point guard and with a competent point guard on this team because then the spacing is going to get screwed up and we need someone to manage the floor. So whether that's CP3, the Mike Conley deal, Goran Dragic has been balling, you know, Fred Van Vliet, you know, I don't know if I'd pay these guys, but I'm saying we need, like, Schroeder, we need a point guard in this team, right? And personally, I love the Julius Randle from Mike Conley trade. Kill two birds with one stone. Get Randle out of here. Get a competent point guard in here. You know, and I know the last the last episode or whatever you had, you know, a lot of people are knocking the CP3 deal. And, you know, I, I kind of understand that. I wouldn't give up assets, to, um, draft picks to get him. But what I will say is this. You could get him for a year. Make your, change the culture, all right? Make your team relevant. Maybe fight for a playoff spot. Make yourself at least somewhat attractive to free agents. And if everything else fails, you can still move CP3 the next year in his contract year and get your draft picks then, mm. right? It's not like you can't get a – like we got a draft pick from Mookin, Mookin's contract year. You can get a draft pick for CP3 in his contract year too. You know what I mean? So 
I think what we have to do is just draft the best, the best basketball player. Forget about athleticism. Tyler Hero's not an athlete. You know, Jamal Murray's not known for his athleticism, and these guys are balling, all right? So we need, to get, we need to get a basketball player who's got skills. We need to get a point guard, regardless of – it doesn't have to be the best point guard. We just need a competent point guard. Anyone besides Frank and Dennis Smith Jr. I'm cool with, or Alfred Payton. Anything better than that is good with me. And then, and then what we have to do is we have to basically, you know, skill this team out with shooters and, you know, try to make a move for Laurie Markkinen, get rid of Julius Randle. That's what I would do. But, um, you know, the CP3 thing, it's like people think, oh, you know, you can't move him in your, his contract year. You could absolutely move in his contract year. It's actually just his, his trade value probably only goes up if he has a similar season because then the team getting him is going to clear 40, 40 mil off the books and they're going to get, get a player that's going to make a run for a, a contender. You could probably get two draft picks for him. But, you know, we have to make ourselves attractive for free agents and we have to get a point guard and shooting on this team. Yeah. So I would stay away from Okoro and try to build it through like that. So that's he, what I got to say. He's a gamble, no doubt about it. He's 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 a gamble. Um, but again, this is why you have coaches. This is why you have development staff. And some guys, yeah, maybe out the box, they may be a bit raw. They may still be a bit of a project on the offensive side of the, of the things. But how do the Knicks evaluate a kid like this in terms of his ceiling? You know, how far do they think they can get him, right? If, if from what you're hearing, a lot of these guys don't, a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, scouts don't mind that the shot is broken. They feel like it can be fixed. Now, 67% from the free throw line, they, they try to tell you that that's an indicator of how well a guy's going to shoot. And if he's shooting 67% from the free throw line, yeah, that, that's a, a red flag. But, you know, again, do they see if he, if he can elevate that, if he can increase that? Uh, Jimmy Butler was around 75% consistently at Marquette. You know, came into the league, he's still around those numbers. But what you're seeing from Jimmy Butler in the bubble is that even though his three-point numbers were atrocious during the regular season, it's now around 40% in the postseason because he's a guy that can elevate his game. That's in here. That's the heart. And that's in here. So does Okoro have those type of intangibles? I don't know. That, that I can't tell you that. I haven't, I haven't scouted and evaluated him in, in that regard. But what I'm saying is, do, do the Knicks see him in that vein? That can elevate his game, take it to another level. Yeah, he's raw right now, but you know it's not to say that that's going to be the end product. But it is a risk, especially with what you're dealing with right now with RJ's question marks and so on. So if you do bring him in here, you better make sure that your point guard can address those uh, shooting efficiencies, especially off ball and and your power forward. It means you got you got to ship out Julius or or look for a stretch for prototype archetype after Julius is gone. So again, it, it it's uh there's there's many ways to skin a cat. I definitely hear you Ari. We need some hoopers. We need some hoopers in here. Need some shooters. Definitely come hooker by crook. And I think they will address a point guard situation. I don't think it's going to be at eight. Unless Killian is there, I don't see them doing it. I don't see them going for Halliburton. I could be wrong. Uh, but whether it's at eight or at 27, I think they'll bring in a, uh, I, I think they'll bring in a, a point guard and, and see what he's about. A um, couple more calls. Let's go to Joe from Ohio. Joe, how you feeling, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Can you hear me? 
Yep, loud, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead with your point. Just turn down your, just turn down the volume on your TV. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step away real quick. Um, well, hey, man, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about uh, our draft philosophy, right? Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really, really like these three and D dudes. I feel like that's the, I feel like that's the way to how you, how you get your team to be glued up and, and all together and all that stuff. You understand? But um, on the flip side of, of it, though, you don't have a team that's ready for anybody like that, yeah. right? Especially, like, with the trajectory of how we – how most of us think things, and it sounds like the front office is thinking about um, the way that we're, in which we're going. Mm-hmm. We need some centerpieces. We need some dudes and uh, who, who can be able to create their own shot because last offseason, I think it was a trash offseason for us because of the expectations that we had. But one thing that we did come away with, um, it seems like we don't have a lot of shooters right now, but Reggie Bullock um, and uh, Wayne Ellington, uh, they I, they were, before they came to us, yeah, those are the they were looked we at as guys who can be 3 and D guys, Facts. right? Facts. Um, and well, not you, Ellington from a defensive like standpoint, but Bullock for sure. Bullock, yeah, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, not, not, not on a defensive point, um, but yeah, El- Ellington could definitely spread it. And and we're both team got I like I like that um, he can he can shoot it as well, but if you don't have a point guard who can create for himself, that won't matter at all. They're going to shoot in the thirty threes, the thirty five, the thirty two percent, just because they're not getting any open shots at all because they can't create. Right? If we get somebody who can create for himself, and then be able to kind of just basically vibe and dish off that, then you can really see them being able to be shooters. That is the secondary part of the team building. If, if we get a guy like Vassell or a Coral, love those dudes. I love that game just because it's like glue game, right? You need those dudes for championship, uh, to be a championship team. But if we get those dudes, they'll basically look just like Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock. You know what I'm saying? And those are good guys, you know what I'm saying? Good team like they're real good dudes, whatever. But you're going to get them to be able to where they're not going to be getting open shots. They're going to be shooting in the low 30s probably. Uh, shooting in the mid-30s just because, yeah, they're good 3 and D guys, but who's going to be giving them the ball? Yeah. Wayne, uh, or what's, the, what's our point guard's name now? Um, Alfred, Payton. Alfred Payton. He Payton. can't shoot worth a lick. He shoots T-shot 20%. He can't create his own shot. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't have anybody like that on our team, then we're going to continue. to. And if we want to get these 3 and D guys, we're, our team is still going to look the exact same. Yes. Just because we we're, we still won't have anybody who can create, who can get them the ball. Yeah. So I think that should be our, our, our most important aspect of getting somebody. And in the draft, I don't want Van Vliet. I like Van Vliet's game, but he's kind of just too old. He, he, he should be on the win-now team. We're going to be – we're not we're, – even if we get Van Vliet, what are we going to be winning? What, 32 games? You know what I'm saying? 30 games? I don't think that's the right move. I think we should get a Kyra, get a Cole. I, I know everybody's kind of iffy on those dudes, but get a Kyra, get a Cole. Um, hopefully Killian. I don't see Killian being there, but hopefully Killian. And then um, and then you'll really be able to see guys like that, uh, like, blossom on our team. Yeah. Even Randall. Randall shot good from three when he was with New Orleans, but he had shot creators on his team. So if, we, if we're able to, to, to get somebody like that, I feel like everybody, every single player on our team's game will be able to – you'll really be able to see what you have. Absolutely. Um, even if somebody like – I'm out on Knox, but even if on somebody like Knox, so – Absolutely. Um, that's all I got, man. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate, appreciate the you, call, man. Definitely appreciate the call. And listen, you're right. And and I think Knicks fans have to be prepared for that. 
that, you know, everything is not going to be solved or everything, every move that's made in this offseason is not necessarily going to put us in a position where this team is just, you know, built to, you know, grow together, right? It's still going to take time. This year is going to take a piece. Next year is going to take a piece. You may not get your, your game changer. You're probably not going to get your game changer in this draft, right? Or, or the guy that's just going to pick this whole team up going into next season, you know, a John Morant type or even a Brandon Clark type. You, you might not even get that guy. You might not even get that guy. But, you know, again, like you said, you go out, maybe you get a CP3. If you get a CP3, now, you, now you're cooking. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you. It's going to cost you. I mean, you may not like the deal, but overall impact on the team, that's going to elevate everybody, right? You go get into Coro, you might not elevate everybody right this second. So we need a playmaker. We need an engine. We need a shot creator. Um, right now, what you're seeing on a lot of these mocks is Akira is going to be in the teens, maybe, right? So if he's not at eight, how do the Knicks, if the Knicks like him, how will they maneuver to go get him? Will they be willing to trade up for him? Will they be willing to trade down and get him? Or do they just say, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with our picks, eight, 27, and 38, let the chips fall where they may. See who Walt Perrin likes in that guard position. Maybe he likes a Malachi Flynn. Bring in Malachi Flynn. You sit him down with Johnny Bryant, and you see what you get out of him. That's just how it's going to be. You know, we're, we're not going to... There's no silver bullets in this offseason. Just building blocks. And so that's what we have to prepare ourselves for. That's what we got to prepare ourselves for. All right, last call of the night. Josh from San Diego. We're going on the West Coast. Josh, how you feeling, man? CP, what's going on? Happy belated, brother. Thank you, bro. How you feeling, man? I'm all right. Um, I just want to say that, uh, so it was a couple calls ago, he said that uh, he's tired of having athletes on the, on, the, on the team. And I'm like, well, you can develop athletes. I mean, you can't develop athleticism. That's not something you can coach or you can, you know, you, know, you can't, you can't develop that. So I would rather have an athlete that's already an athlete that you can develop the basketball aspects of this game. With that being said, I'm hoping that Obi Toppin falls. Um, you know, people get scared enough by his age that he falls to us at the eighth pick because one, he would be the best player available at that time. And we need not just a point guard. We need a lot of, a lot of different things, but two, he's so athletic and, you know, his offensive game is, you know, is, he, he, he can play now. He can play in the NBA right now at this point. Um, because of his offensive game, he can step out. You know, he he can you know he's above the rim kind of player. He can grab rebounds, um, and he can actually dribble. Um, the defensive thing is a little bit of a concern, but again, that's something you can develop and you can fix it, like in the team aspect. In the team aspect. Um, with that being said, if, if the Knicks, you know, they don't go point guard with the eight pick, we can get an eight. We can get a, another point guard. It's R.J. Hampton sitting there at twenty-seven, probably. Um, I like the fact that they're talking to him because prior to this whole COVID thing. You know, him and LaMelo Ball were the two prodigies that were being talked about. But since COVID happened and the Knicks fell to the eighth pick, it's like, oh, well, those guys aren't as good. So I'm hoping that the Knicks do get best player available at uh, at eight. And if there is a point guard or someone like that later on in the draft, I would try to go, you know, go that route later on in the draft if they don't, if they don't go point guard at the eighth pick. But best player available at eight, that's 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 what I would do. Yeah. Thanks. I agree. Thanks, thanks for the call, Josh. I agree. If Obi's there... Listen, I, I think they have to consider it. Um, 
again, the age thing. I, I think I gave you guys a list of, of plays that was taken after 21 recently. Not the greatest list, not the greatest list of plays, but I, I wouldn't let that stop me from, you know, t- taking a kid like this with, with talent that he has. Yeah, the defense certainly scares you, but you hope that you can uh, mask it playing behind Mitch or playing with Mitch out there and, and you know, go with it. Babcock and them, they have OB going at one, which is, which is uh, pretty surprising. I still think Minnesota would go with Anthony Edwards. I don't see them taking Toppin, but uh, if he does slip, could he fall to eight based on how things go? You know, I see some teams, some mocks have him going to Cleveland. Some mocks have him uh, at the Knicks. I see a lot of mocks having him with the Knicks. So we'll see, man. We'll see. It is a crapshoot. And we'll see where the chips fall. We'll see what the Knicks draft what looks like in about two months two more months so stick with us man definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in want to give a big shout out to matt babcock and babcock hoops for coming through what did you think about his draft for the knicks uh isaac okoro at eight tyrese maxi at 27 Doka as a bouquet out of Kansas, center out of Kansas at 38. Leave a comment in the chat. Leave a comment below. We will be running replays of these shows. Shout out to the replay gang. Leave me a hashtag replay gang if you're watching this at a later time. But remember, these shows are also available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, everywhere. Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, it's everywhere. You can get your merch in the video description as well. And uh, yeah, man, good to be back, man. Salute to everybody for the birthday love. Definitely appreciate it. Salute to, well, we got a new subscriber. Salute to Thomas Mary Addison. Mary Addison, Thomas, welcome to the family. Definitely hit that subscribe button. Like Thomas. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely check back with you guys later on this week. 616, we did well, man. Continue to share these videos. Continue to hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Salute to Dave, TM, all the mods, Shells Heavy, Rome, Above the Rim. Make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Pranav, always appreciate it. Coach East Carter, appreciate it. Chancey Admiral Simmons says, if Obi's there, you take him. John Talento, always in here first. Appreciate you, John. Who else we got in here? Marlon Small Team, hashtag. Yeah, man. You dig. Chuck Allen, appreciate it. Who else we got in there? Ari, definitely appreciate it. Keith Sinclair, always appreciate it. Zach Patton, always appreciate it. Dalton Floyd, appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys one last time. And we'll check you guys later on in the week. Great show, everybody. Stephen Fox, appreciate it. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.